Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. We are chronicling what's going on in the digital revolution today, some crazy things happening, and the role of data becomes ever more important. So we're delighted to have from Silk today, Chris Buckle. He's the Vice President of Global Business Development. And Chris is going to explain some of the things that Silk is doing in the marketplace and some of what it is seeing its customers doing in these crazy times. Chris, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. Hi, Bob. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. And Chris, you know, I love your office there. It looks like a great place to have a uh, conversation. Well, as I, uh, as, as you can probably tell from the accent, I'm English. So uh, this is the natural home for all Englishmen, especially in the summer. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, it creates a very inviting environment. And, and Chris, tell us, give us a sort of a high level overview. What's Silk seeing these days out in the market? And how does that align with the uh, unique value proposition that Silk is offering to customers? So what I'm seeing, uh, and I'm in a very privileged position at Silk to be able to talk to lots of CIOs and CTOs of very large, very large companies. Um, we're seeing that it's the, the next kind of wave of adoption of the cloud. So I, you know, everyone's been using the cloud for what, at least a decade, right? Most companies have put all the easy workloads in the cloud, the backups and the websites, and they, they've started writing cloud native applications. But what we're seeing now is the adoption of the cloud for enterprise applications, those big on-premise environments that really support people's businesses. And I think that that is the really interesting wave that's taking place in the cloud today. Perfect. And, you know, it's a crowded field, Chris, in a lot of ways that silks in. There are some big companies that have been doing a lot of the data management, migration, uh, all those things for a number of years, but you believe that Silk's got some unique capabilities here that are going to let you do some things that nobody else can do during this time, as you described it, of this major, major move of big workloads to the cloud. Absolutely. So uh, I can certainly talk about that, but I think that if we first think about the bigger picture, so if you're one of these big companies that you have an on-premise application that's supporting your business, it could be, I don't know, let's say in, in healthcare, for example, it could be electronic patient records, you, uh, as the CIO or CTO, are charged with moving that into the public cloud. And that's a scary thing, right, Bob? I mean, we, we all know that database migrations are the, the biggest, most risky thing you can do. And if you want to sign your name to that as the CIO, you know, you're, you're potentially risking your future employment. So these big applications, they are going to make their way into the cloud. And I think that uh, over the next 18 months to two years, it, we will see the majority of those. Certainly that's what Gartner thinks. So from the hyperscalers perspective, if you think of Microsoft and you think of Google and AWS especially, those guys are fighting over these really rich, important ecosystems that underneath every application there's always a database. And even though there's a proliferation of database products out there today, the big dominant players are still Oracle and SQL Server. For those, you know, I don't want to use the word legacy, Bob, because I hate that word, but let's just say the slightly older applications that have been around for a while, maybe they're full of business logic, maybe the developers left like five or 10 years ago, no one knows how they work. The idea of moving those into public cloud is kind of scary, right? So that's, that's what Silk helps with. We're helping customers take those applications and more importantly, the databases underneath them and successfully deploy them in the public cloud. Chris, uh, in those, <clears throat> as you said, this very challenging environment then, right? If you're a CIO or a CTO and you're gonna agree to this, what are the things that, uh, that Silk perhaps is able to offer them that gives them the assurance that even though you're 
your company's name might not be as well known as some of those that have been around for 30 or 40 years, that you have the unique capabilities to get the job done. That's right. So Silk is a platform that runs inside the three big public clouds. So we run inside AWS, uh, Microsoft Azure, and Google Cloud Platform. And essentially, they are a landing zone for these databases to run in infrastructure as a service. And what we add is a, a massive boost to performance so that you can get the same levels of performance that you get on-premise. And additionally, a whole set of enterprise resilience features. So you can, for example, synchronize or replicate your applications and databases between different cloud zones, different cloud regions, or even between different clouds entirely if you want to completely protect against a cloud failure. And then we also add a set of uh, what we call cost efficiency data services. So we can squeeze down the application and database so it takes up less space, which means your bills are lower and those kind of things. So really what we're trying to do is we're trying to lower the threshold for adoption of the public cloud for these big applications and databases. Really, if you're taking a big Oracle database and putting it into the public cloud, we can be talking about tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars per month uh, you know, on infrastructure costs, cloud infrastructure costs alone. And that's a massive cost, not to mention, of course, all of the risk associated with it. So we're just trying to lower that barrier of entry. Yeah. So Chris, a combination then, as you're describing it, of both the performance and cost. I mean, they're, they're interrelated, but both yes, so you're absolutely right. Yeah, performance and cost. We always describe it as two sides of the same coin, right? You can have all that performance, maybe, but it's going to cost you the world, right? Or, or potentially you can't even get that level of performance because not all clouds uh, were made equally and some have more performance problems than others. So yes, performance, cost, and then that third angle, which is always important, which is the resilience as well. Let's face it, if you're running a, an application and database in your own on-premise data center, you know, it might be costly, it might be full of, you know, costing you a lot in CapEx, for example, but you've got control of it. You've got absolute control of it. And then when it moves to the cloud, it's running in someone else's computer, you're letting go of that control. And that's the scary thing. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, just about that, Chris, you know, what are some of the, those sort of final hurdles that you have to overcome with a big company that's about to undertake this, you know, fairly daunting move into the cloud here with you? What, what are the final questions that they need to ask or that, that you need to answer that gets them to uh, to jump in? Yeah. So first of all, we're not a migration company. As I said, we're a platform we run inside the cloud. So we tend to work with customers that have already made the decision to move. But yeah, the, I, I do hear the questions. Bob, you're absolutely right. And it's always the same question. This is amazing how often you hear the same questions. The first one is, if I move this database into the cloud, what's it going to cost? That's always number one. And then after that, the questions are, how do I maintain the same levels of performance and availability that I take for granted on-prem when I'm running it in the cloud and someone else's infrastructure? You know, those, those are the big questions. And then I guess the other one is which cloud? How do, these, how do these guys choose which cloud? And that's where it really comes back to your whole kind of concept of cloud rules because these cloud providers are really fighting each other tooth and nail now to try and win these really rich, juicy workloads into their cloud. Let's face it. If you're Microsoft, for example, and you can win a big Oracle on-prem database into your cloud, into Microsoft Azure, it's probably not coming out again. That's a long-term revenue stream. And everything that's surrounding it, all of the other applications, they're going to come too. The, the term that the cloud providers use is anchor workloads, because if you can drag the database in, it drags all the other stuff with it. And then once you've captured it, even if it's in infrastructure as a service, you can start to develop that. You can start to talk to the customer about moving into platform as a service. You can sell off your high margin services like the data and AI and analytics. It's a massive win. So that's why the cloud providers more than anyone are really focused right now on winning these big database workloads. 
Yeah. And Chris, I was intrigued on, uh, you know, on the Silk website, your, the, descript, the company's described a couple of places as the database supercharger. And it seems like today, right, every business, every one of your, your customers or prospects is trying to do things on its own to allow that business to move faster than it ever has, move at the speed of the customer. So could you talk a little bit about the supercharger part? Exactly. So the, the way the platform works is a very uh, clever system, as you'd expect. It uses a two-tier architecture that splits performance and capacity into independent dimensions. So by default, when you deploy an application in the cloud or a database in the cloud, uh, performance and capacity are kind of joined together. So sometimes when you want more performance, you have to take more capacity and pay for more capacity, regardless of whether you use it. And that's called over-provisioning. It's very wasteful. People um, really don't want to be paying lots for capacity they're not even using. So our platform strips those, take, breaks the link, and then allows you to scale up and scale down the performance and the capacity independently. So one of the things we often talk about, for example, is in retail, Black Friday, you might need 50 times the performance you need in a normal week. What the Silk platform does is it allows you to scale up seamlessly with no code changes to get all of that performance, and then afterwards scale back down again so you're not still incurring that big cost. If I pick uh, an example customer. Um, we have a customer called eToro. They're a social trading company and they use us for their, uh, for their databases. And it's, it's the same story. So they want to be able to scale up in order to get that performance when they need it and scale down again. Yeah, Chris, very much a parallel to the Amazon story, right? That's, that's how AWS came into being, right? Exactly, yes, it is, of course, yes. But the thing about those cloud providers is that they, you know, they really are forcing customers to purchase blocks of compute and performance together. That's just the way that the cloud works, the way you, you provision it. But that doesn't always suit different customers. It's essentially like a sort of t-shirt size methodology, but most real life workloads don't fit into these easy, small, medium or large categories. And that's where you get the wastage and the, you know, the lack of cost efficiency. So Chris, if I'm sitting across the desk from you and I'm the prospect and I'm just about convinced that Silk's the right way to go, and if I ask, uh, okay, once I've installed Silk, once it's in, how are you and your team gonna help ensure that this really goes well and that you know six, eight, 12 months from now, I'm still just as happy as you'd like me to be? Well, the first thing is that I probably wouldn't be there alone, Bob. I'd probably be there with one of our cloud partners. So we work very closely with the likes of Microsoft, AWS, and GCP. Uh, just last week, I was uh, speaking to a, a number of different customers with my Microsoft partner account teams. And they are really going to these customers and saying, work with Silk because they will allow you to get what you need in Microsoft Azure. So really, it's a case of understanding the customers, uh, I don't want to say the word problem necessarily, but the, the challenge that they have in adopting the cloud, and then defining how we can build a solution that will allow them to scale when they need it, and not really, you know, break the bank in terms of cost. That's a nice, nice sort of company to keep there when you go into those customers being in with, you know, three, two trillion dollar companies uh, as your partner. It is. We found the whole partnership experience very interesting. Um, you know, I, I really do find the, the whole cloud war kind of concept fascinating because of all of the, the public cloud providers, as I said before, not all of their clouds are equal, let's say. Uh, and if you think about Oracle and SQL Server, the two biggest databases that I've talked about, which 95, maybe 99% of the customers I talk to are using, 
With Microsoft SQL Server, you've got a natural home for that in Microsoft Azure because it's the same vendor, it's Microsoft, right? However, you do you can run Microsoft uh, SQL in other clouds as well. But Oracle is the really interesting one. Oracle's really interesting because um, without, you know, uh, without casting dispersions on uh, SQL Server, Oracle does tend to be the biggest player in terms of the really big high performance databases. And you cannot run Oracle in Google Cloud because Oracle won't support it. You cannot run Oracle in Microsoft Azure as platform as a service because they don't have a PaaS offering. You have to use IaaS. AWS does have a PaaS solution. And then of course you've got the Oracle Cloud and Oracle's sales reps are out using their famous carrot and stick method to try and get people to move into the Oracle Cloud. So it's the Oracle databases that I think are really going to show who the winners are and who the losers are over the next 18 months. Chris, could you talk a little bit about, um, say, you know, the, the prospect across the desk signs on, yes, let's do this. How long in partnership with the three big cloud providers until, so how long might, might one of these, uh, the uh, Silk installation take until they start to see the improvements and, you know, be able to back in touch with you and say, hey, this is going just like we thought, it's better than we thought, or, you know, uh, I yes. just get some idea of that time to value, time to innovation. Absolutely. So first of all, Silk is a virtual appliance that runs inside the customer's subscription or the customer's virtual private cloud. So really, you can deploy it in under an hour and it can be ready to go. And then it's simply the time it takes to move that data over into it. And you can see an immediate realization of value there. But I guess the, the bigger picture, maybe the question you're really asking is how long does it take from the engagement in order to get to, to value? And really, that depends on when we arrive, because we're typically involved in some kind of migration of a, a database from on-prem into the cloud so if we get you know if we get there in the beginning then it really doesn't matter because it's it just depends how long that database migration takes those things can take a long time but in the case of the customer i mentioned earlier they were already doing the migration they weren't able to see the performance they needed we were able to take them from a two-year migration to uh, two courses and really that was an incredible amount of value for them yeah, those, uh, it seems like more and more that's what, um, you know, businesses are looking at. So can you, the, the whole premise behind the, you know, the database supercharger, if you yes. help them speed up time to insights, what they can see in the market, prepare new products and services more rapidly, be able to make the right decisions. Uh, that's yes. indispensable today, right, for any sort of business. Databases have always been the crown jewels of the data state, haven't they? I mean, you know that, Bob, because you, you've worked for database companies like me. It really is the most important part of your data estate. You, you look after it, you spend the most money on it, and therefore, when it comes to moving it and putting it into someone else's cloud, you really need to be absolutely sure that you're going to get everything you need in terms of the service levels, availability, performance, resilience, and so on. Yeah, and Chris, if uh, again, in one of those customer conversations, if somebody says, Chris, this all sounds great, but look, the, the big companies have to be doing the same sorts of things. Wouldn't it be easier for me just to go with one of the big companies instead of bringing in a partner like Silk? Uh, I honestly don't believe that there are any other companies that can do what we're doing at the moment. It's a very new space, this idea of a database supercharger in the cloud. Um, we're very fortunate because we actually come off the back of uh, uh, working with database, company, uh, database workloads on premise. And we have a whole lot of IP around things like the ability to write very fast in order to scale out and uh, the resilience required to use multiple systems and so on. So we, we kind of got a bit of a head start at the moment, I believe. 
So, Chris, it's a fascinating topic, and I think the, the picture you're presenting for what Soap's doing is quite compelling. Is there anything you want to be sure to add in before we wrap up? I just think that everyone needs to keep an eye on what's happening in this data space space. So enterprise data space is on the big three clouds plus the Oracle cloud. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a really fascinating space. And I think that in 18 months, maybe two years max, we're really going to see who the winners were. Yeah, it, it, it will be a remarkable time. I think, you know, this business never slows down, but uh, it seems like, gosh, because of the last year or so, as you've just described, things are moving at an extraordinary pace. So it should be a fun uh, next year or so. We'll see what happens. And thanks so much for sharing some of what Silk's doing in the market. Thank you very much. Good to see you, Chris. To all of you, thanks for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. We hope to see you again soon.